Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. And today's episode, it's our final episode of the uh, 31 Nights of Halloween, 31 Days of Horror. Uh, Not only that, but it's also the final episode in our Season 5 of uh, the Madhouse Podcast. 250 episodes um, uh, in the can right now. It's It's a big milestone for me. It's a big milestone for everybody here and uh, things like that. And what better way to end the spooky season than with a throwback classic. We're going to do the entire uh, Child's Play franchise and things like that. I think it's probably one of the only horror franchises I don't think I've covered all the way through. Um, I don't think I've covered any of the films, actually. Like, I, I've done... It was kind of hard for me to narrow down, you know, which franchise I wanted to cover and things like that. And I went with Chucky because... I was gonna. I was leaning more towards uh, Friday the Thirteenth or even a Nightmare on Elm Street, like one of the classics. But you know, I actually started watching the show, uh, the Chucky series on Sci-Fi, and I thought it was interesting because it's a continuation of the uh, of the cult of Chucky and things like that. However, I want to give a, a, a this is gonna be a spoiler warning. If you've never seen any of the Chucky films, uh, I would advise putting this episode on your save later or listen to later and things like that because I will go into a little bit of spoiler territory. Uh, throughout this entire uh, episode, I'm covering all of the, um, I will be covering all of the movies, uh, the first three Child's Play, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Curse, all that stuff. I think the only thing I probably won't cover is probably the first season of the show, uh, because like I said, I just started watching it as season two uh, came up and things like that, so I'll cover everything except for the show. And uh, let's get into it. Let's start with the 1988 original film. Uh, this movie, the original film was directed by Tom Holland. Uh, no, not Spider-Man, because I don't even think he was born when this movie came out. Uh, but it was directed by Tom Holland and uh, written by Don Mancini, who has become like the figurehead of this entire franchise throughout the its entirety, really. Uh, and we're also introduced to Brad Dorff. Uh, Brad Dorff, who is the voice of Chucky, uh, he plays a serial killer by the name of Charles Lee Ray, uh, who, with this sacred amulet, this voodoo amulet, has the ability to transform his body, his consciousness, into this doll. And thus, our story begins. Um, something about this film, this first film, it was kind of like the first time you'd ever got to see like a child's, <laughs> in the words of Woody from Toy Story, a child's plaything really take a, take a dark and sinister uh, twist to it, you know, this was something that not too many people saw coming, I know the guy who produced it had said that, um, the marketing, marketing and advertising and things like that, that he kind of grew up around, was a bit scary at first and things like that, and then the dolls were always, you know, kind of on everybody's mind that, you know, they could have the mind of their own and things like that, and we had seen movies like this prior in the early 80s and 70s and things like that, where, little things, you know, I think, I'm not sure if the Leprechaun series had had came out yet, but I know movies like, uh, It's Alive and Rosemary's Baby and, uh, movies like that. And the, and then the original Omen had come out and, you know, you saw kind of like children being possessed and everything like that, but you never saw anything to this extent, you know, like a voodoo transform, you know, uh, a voodoo, uh, a transporting, you know, type of deal and everything like that. Like, I think voodoo is kind of scary in its own right and everything like that, but I think voodoo plays a big part in this first film. It really does. And the idea that this kid's, you know, 
favorite toy in the world becomes possessed by a serial killer is a bit scary in a lot of ways. Now, me personally, I never found these any of these films that scary. The first two, in my opinion, are really good. I really did enjoy them. Like, they're good... They're good, like, psychological horror films. You know, you're dealing with some... You're dealing with a kid who doesn't really grasp the idea that, you know, this there is something evil within his favorite toy or anything like that. Like, that always kind of resonated with me because, you know, you're vulnerable... You're sensitive towards children in a way. And this was kind of like the prime example of that. Uh, but another thing that always kind of grabbed my attention about the Chucky series was that they treated this animatronic doll like a full-fledged character. We had seen stuff like that because Star Wars was already out by then. You know, the original trilogy had already come out and uh, things like that. But, you know, nobody had really done animatronics like that before. Nobody had ever taken, you know, stuff like that to the next level and made it seem like it was going to be, you know, something horrifying for the next, you know, 40 years or whatever, however long it's been. But, um... They did it, man. They did it. A, a fantastic job by everybody at the uh, at the studio. And there's a lot of really kind of creepy moments in the first movie. Like, to be honest, the first time, I gotta be honest, the first time when Chucky first comes to life with the mother, when she's threatening to throw him in the fire and everything like that, I always found that scene hilarious. You know, he just kind of goes off on her in a way that is hilarious and uh, and and just funny all the way around, like, the way he goes, when she says, talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire, and then he just kind of goes off, and just, you know, you stupid bitch, you filthy, I always laugh at that part, because I don't know what it is, it just makes me laugh, it's, 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 I know it's supposed to be a scary moment in the movie, but for some reason, when that happens, I always laugh, like, later on, when he's, like, when he's attacking the kid, and when he's, tormenting the mother and then the cop that's investigating everything like that all that other stuff that's played for terror and those moments those are the moments that are legit scary even at the end when they burn him and he's still he's got that animatronic body and everything like that and you know those parts are scary but i remember this movie was on back in the day i think it was like in the mid 2000s bravo the channel bravo had the had that that series of the 100 greatest scariest movie moments of all time and child's play was like in the low 80s i think it was and things like that and they picked that scene where he first comes to life but i remember watching it just thinking to myself that's hilarious um but the first one kind of you know the first one the first film is iconic in a way that is both um It's both iconic in a way because you're introducing a character that uh, that never really um, that you would have never seen. Uh, you would have never seen like nobody would have thought that. Uh, nobody would have thought that an iconic doll would come out of this. Like you would you would create an iconic character. Like I don't think, like you know Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, you know Michael Myers or anything like that. I don't think none of those guys ever would have been as popular as they are, you know, without something like that. But who would have thought, you know, this little doll would be the next thing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, who would have thought this little doll voiced by Brad Dorff would become an iconic, an iconic figure in all of horror films. But I mean, that Chuck, it went on from there. And then about two years later, they did the second film. And, um, uh, 
The second film, Andy is the kid who in the first film, when he realizes that Chucky's this shithead doll, he, they kill the doll. Then in the second film, um, um, in the second film, it's a little bit of a tragic story for our, our main character, Andy, because now he's in the foster system because of everything that happened in the first film. They, you know, police don't really buy into it. You know, the fact that this killer doll is, you know, out committing these murders and everything like that. The mother is institutionalized. The kid is left with, you know, foster care and everything like that. And then the good guy dolls, the corporation that runs this, the, that was running the show in the first film, uh, you know, they're under investigation. A lot of the stuff is on recall, but even though it's on recall, they still happen to make a comeback. And basically it was like the return of Chucky. That was basically what part two was. Even though it's not as good as this first film, it's still highly entertaining. It has those moments of of uh credibility where it can be scary and it can be um it can be a little bit a little bit more I always found the second film a lot darker than the first film. Uh but the sec the first film was the introduction of this character and everything like that. However, in the second film, it it's a little bit different. Like, I think the second film... The second film, you still have uh, Don Mancini writing the script, but we have a new director, so it's, it feels different and everything like that. There's a lot, diff- there's a lot of different aspects to it. Like, it, it has a look and different feel to it to a way that is much more uh, darker in tone than it is, uh, than it is you know, storyline-wise. The story, the first in the first film, the story was basically this, the introduction to this serial killer who's got the ability to transfer his body into a doll. That's what that first film was about. The second film is basically the doll comes back, the same killer comes back, and everything like that, and kind of the same story, just with so we're, we're used to it by now, and everything like that. The the Andy's character, you know, you kind of have sympathy for him because of everything he's went through, and then when the doll comes back, you're like, oh shit, here we go again. And uh, uh, everything like that. However, we're introduced to a new character. We're introduced to a couple of new characters and uh, everything like that. Uh, the character of Kyle, who's played by uh, Christine Ellis, is kind of like his foster sister. She were like, to be honest, their relationship, the relationship between Andy and Kyle, reminds me of the relationship between. Um, uh, What's the sister's name in Halloween 4? I don't remember the sister's name. I can't remember the sister's name in Halloween 4. But uh, it, it reminded me of that relationship. They're not related by blood. But because they're adopted, she kind of looks out for him. And everything like that. And then, But like her story is a little bit different. Instead of dealing with a serial killer, you're dealing with a killer doll and everything like that. And, um, and uh stuff like that. It was it was kind of it was a little bit different. The death scenes in the second one are much darker and much graphic than the first one. That is that is I don't want to I don't know if that's an improvement or if that's like a detriment to the film because I understand what they were trying to go for. They're basically just trying to re, you know, repackage the whole thing and re kind of re jumpstart the franchise in a way that is vastly different than the first film, but overall it really kind of goes to it goes to an extent that uh no they try to get a little bit more darker with it i think the first one even though it is that rated r slasher film 
you know, at the turn of the decade, you know, going into the 90s, they were trying to, you know, trying to go into another direction, so to speak, and uh, things like that. They tried, but, you know, that's not to say that it was a good try, because although the movie is entertaining in a horror sense, it's a good follow-up to the first Child's Play, but it's just not a good movie overall. I put it to you like this. If you've never seen, if you never saw the first film and you go into the second film, I think you might enjoy it a little bit more. But you might be disappointed coming out of the first film going into the second film and things like that. Now, that being said, I don't know what happened going into the third film because the third film, in my opinion, was the worst one. For a long time, In my the, that was my opinion. The worst out of all the Chucky movies was Child's Play 3. You know, when he goes to, I think he goes to like military school or some shit and things like that. I was like, really? This is where we're going now? You know, because I think Chucky was starting to come, kind of come off as a little bit hokey in a way. Like, you know, as a killer doll, you know, he'll he'll crack jokes and everything like that. But then again, the Freddies, the Jasons, the the um, the Michael Myers and all those Leatherface type guys, those guys, it was kind of becoming the same thing. It was like a running gag. They weren't becoming scary. They were coming a little bit more mainstream. Once you become mainstream, you know, it it all goes out the door after that. There's no, there's no real like horror element left to, to um. There's nothing left to kind of scare you anymore because you've seen it by now. You're used to. You know what's about to happen. You know that eventually something like this is going to happen. And you know by the end of the movie, you're just kind of left with, uh, you're left with you know the notion that you know these things are not here to kill you. They're just here to cause mayhem in a way that you know not too many people are afraid of and then so that child's play 3 came out in 1991 it'd be like a good almost seven years before we got another film because in 1998 we got the bride of chucky and that saw that was a completely different film um it was direct it was we still got our man uh we still got our guy don mancini still here and everything like that but this movie is actually directed by Ronnie Yu. Now, Ronnie Yu, uh, Ronnie Yu directed, I think he directed the the Freddy vs. Jason movie and things like that. He directed that movie. So he had directed a few films here and there. So he had a little bit of notoriety to him at the time. But his first big step moving forward was the last Chucky film, which was Bride of Chucky and everything like that. Well, we thought it was going to be the last film, but unfortunately it wasn't. And um, so in Bride of Chucky, we're introduced to a new character played by Jennifer Tilly, and that's the very popular Tiffany character. It's like he needed a sidekick or he needed a nemesis. And in this, in this particular film, the character of Tiffany is actually in love with Charles Lee Ray and everything like that. So... She kind of, she gets his remains that after he's been cut up and dismantled from Child's Play 3, she finds the body parts and she assembles it back together. She reads the the amulet and, you know, says the incantation, brings him back, and now, you know, Chucky's released. But thinking that Chucky is going to be the same guy he was when he was alive, he's still the asshole who doesn't really give a shit about anything or anyone but himself. So she thinks by keeping him hostage, it's going to work, but... Chucky turns the tables on her, kills Tiffany, and then transfers Tiffany's body into this, you know, wedding doll uh, type thing. And then now we have the iconic Tiffany doll, who is basically just 
a Chucky doll with blonde hair in a wedding dress in combat boots and a black leather jacket. Don't get me wrong, this was probably... This was not the first movie I'd ever seen with Jennifer Tilly because if you remember, she was earlier on... She was in the movie uh, Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. That was the first time I had seen her, but I had recognized that voice. I was like, that girl, that voice sounds familiar. However, this is probably the first and the only time... Well, this is probably where it started, where I fell head over heels in love with Jennifer Tilly in the movie Bride of Chucky. Man, she looked good. She looked everything about... Everything about her looked good. Everything about... Uh, everything about her was... Her performance as Tiffany the human was good. Her performance as Tiffany the doll was a lot scarier. And she was much more menacing than Chucky ever was in his last two incantations. That we had ever seen him and everything like that. And I... I really liked her character. Like she was, she played good opposite of Chucky. She was little. She had a little bit of a moral code to her, um, but uh, there was always something about her that always kind of was intriguing about her, and things like that. Uh, the human character. I think to be honest, the only human characters that I remember in that film, The Bride of Chucky, were the late great John Ritter. He was in it, and then of course Catherine Heigl was also in it. And this was way before Katherine Heigl was popular with shows like Grey's Anatomy. Because she had also made appearances in other horror films at that time. She was in the movie Valentine. I don't know if y'all remember that one. But um, Katherine Heigl's in it. You know, so there's that. And uh, everything like that. So then um, the movie is basically Chucky and Tiffany. They take this couple hostage. They're trying to get uh, the new amulet back. Uh, they're trying to get a new amulet so they can get new bodies and try to basically try to become human once again. And, you know, they end up with this, uh, this couple who's on the road. They're killing, follows them all the way across. And for some reason, the scares aren't really there. The humor's there. It felt like a road movie because they're on the road so much. There's a great graveyard scene at the end. They leave you hanging at the end with just, the, the ending of that movie was just utterly ridiculous. The idea that, uh, Tiffany gives birth to a baby, which always, it was gross, it was creepy, it's like, what the fuck is this, like, where is this going, and, uh, things like that, and, you know, there's even a sex scene in there, which really kind of throws, throws everything off, and I was like, yeah, this, this is ridiculous, like, it's funny at times, it's redundant at other times, it's pretty cool in other cases, like, the, like, the kid, the kills in Bride of Chucky are very graphic. You know, the when she, like when Tiffany kills that couple in the waterbed, that was crazy. When they do the 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 nails to John Ritter's face, that was brutal, and everything like that. And um, it was just it, yeah, it, it gets dark. It's it's dark and twisted the way it should be. But as far as the storytelling aspect, it really kind of goes off the rail. And then after that. After that was nineteen ninety eight when uh when Bride of Chucky came out. So they thought that it would be a good idea about six years later to do another film called Seed of Chucky. Uh, Seed of Chucky was the first film directed and written by Don Mancini. Now, Don Mancini has been the head honcho from the very beginning. He's the one writing the story. He's the one doing all of that. But for some reason, the directors he chooses or the directors that the the studio chooses are really way off because... Now, in Seed of Chucky, he's doing both. He's directing and writing. And to be honest, this is where the whole franchise falls apart. This was probably the worst movie in the entire franchise because it, it goes 
it 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 it's it becomes meta at this point. It becomes self-aware because now Jennifer Tilly is playing herself and everything like that and it's like all right, so now they're going Hollywood, Red Man is in it, you know, there's a couple of other people in it and things like that. There's a cross you know, there's a cross contamination of things like that. The baby that was born in Bride of Chucky is all grown up. Now it's a full grown doll. It's a weird looking doll too. And because it's kind of dealing with uh two sets because it's dealing with two sets of uh of of uh of some type of weird shit is going on with this film. They bring back Chucky and Tiffany with the the incantation again, once again, and the killings go on. This movie is just all kinds of stupid. I don't understand why they made this one, and I, I really didn't. I really was left scratching my head, like this is just redundant now. Like they try to do what Wes Craven did in the nineties when they when Wes Craven did a new nightmare, um, and try to bring Freddy Krueger into the you know into the real world. It was real meta for that. It becomes self aware. Now, that movie was really good because, you know, Wes Craven knew how to put it together from a writer and directing standpoint. I don't know what Don Mancini was trying to do in this other one, but it didn't work because by then Chucky was just more of a of a funny character rather than a, a serial killer to be taken seriously. The seat of Chucky was just very disappointing. There's this like samurai background with the kid and I was like, what the fuck? And, you know, this is just kind of all kinds of stupid. And then, rather than transfer to human body, Tiffany transforms her consciousness into the body of Jennifer Tilly. So, it's like the the actress playing the character is now the character playing the actress. So, it's a little bit... It's a little bit far-fetched and a little bit all out there and everything like that. It was just kind of... Man, I don't understand... I don't understand where they were trying to go with this film, but it's just all kinds of dumb. Um, it 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 sets you up for another one because you see that, um, you see that uh, you see that Tiffany you know does give birth to twins at the end of the film, and they are both kind of like split in person split personalities of her and Chucky, which is in a lot of ways kind of cool, and it does set you up for another film. But overall, the film that we got was not necessarily the one we were going to get. And then that one came out in 2004. And almost 10 years later, you know, they make another film called Curse. I remember when they dropped Curse. I remember when they dropped Curse. I thought it was a remake. Like, I thought they were like, all right, cool. We don't have to worry about the same bullshit we got over and over again. Because, you know, Don Mancini kind of messed up with Seed. But he's back again. For Curse of Chucky, and I thought, man, this is different. You know, it's a little bit different. Um, it takes place. Uh, it takes place in within the within the same universe. You know, it's not like a different timeline or anything like that. But for some reason, this this girl in the wheelchair gets a good guy doll, Chucky. Now, the one thing I can say about Curse of Chucky is that it really, it's much scarier. It's much scarier than the first two films. Than the la It's much scarier than the last film that we've gotten. I will say that. And I thought this was a great way to return to prominence. It was a great way to go back to the horror, or horror origins of Child's Play and everything like that. This was a good film. It didn't, I don't think it came on the theater because I saw it on YouTube when it came out, it came out like in 2014, I think, 2014, 2015 is when that movie had come out, and man, something about that, 
something about that that cursed movie really kind of left a lasting impression on me because you don't know because it's more it's played more it's played more for horror and terror than it is for laughs. This feels like a psychological terror film because you got this girl who's in a wheelchair who doesn't really understand the the, the concept of Chucky, but yet when things start to go wrong and she realizes that oh there's a reason why something like this doesn't make sense because she's part of a plan and uh, everything like that. And um, it uh, it plays it plays on the idea that Chucky can be used as a character for almost like a red herring and everything like that. The one thing I will say about the curse, the the Curse of Chucky film, they brought back the Andy Barkley character. He's all grown up now, and if there's anybody who can understand what this girl is going through, it would be him. And to see him back in the in this role and everything like that was kind of cool to see that, and it kind of brings the first Child's Play trilogy full circle. Like, if you go watch Child's Play 1 and 2 and then jump to Curse of Chucky, you kind of got something there. You can watch Bride of Chucky because Tiffany's also in it as well she's in this film but at the very end um uh she's in the film as kind of like a callback so to speak she's not necessarily like a main character her character arc really kind of develops when we get to cult now cult comes out later but this film curse was really good it was good to kind of it was good for Don Mancini to kind of go back to more so of a horror film than it was a, you know, a funny slasher film. Kind of like what, what Wes Craven tried to do with, what Wes Craven did with, like I said, when Wes Craven did The New Nightmare with Freddy Cougar, Don Mancini did it with Kurt, uh, Cult of Chucky. They tried to do it with Seed of Chucky, but it didn't work. So Cult of Chucky, I mean, Curse of Chucky was really good. I thought it was a good way. It wasn't that great of a horror film, but it was a great kind of retelling of that story. Because you got these doll, you got the doll going around killing people, and nobody really buys that because they don't see it for themselves. And then, of course, our main characters are locked up in the insane asylum, and then that's where we pick up in Cult of Chucky. Now, when we get to Cult of Chucky, there's more than one guy doll. And then, of course, Brad Dorif is still there. Brad Dorif really, really. And it's encapsulated the part. He's much more hands-on in these in these final two films because uh, when we get there, it's a little bit different. Um, Cult of Chucky it expands more because there's more than one Chucky doll. There's got to be more than one inhabitant. But because of the events of Seed of Chucky, where we have Jennifer Tilly, who is actually Tiffany, and her two twins that she has, which is the embodiment of Chucky and Tiffany, so to speak. Now there's more vessels, and it's just like, Colt really kind of got off track a little bit. They try to go, because Brad Dorff, they were making more Chucky dolls. One looked different, one looked uh, more menacing, one was a little bit more um, thoughtful. Not I want to say thoughtful, but much more, he was more intelligent, and everything like that. That that Colt movie, I've seen it recently, like I saw it when they remade the movie, and everything like that. But by then, I kind of already checked out. It didn't really live up to the hype that I thought, you know, because I thought Curse was so good. Cult should have been like the final chapter of the series, but unfortunately it wasn't. And, um, you know, Cult, 
I think Colt was probably I thought Colt was going to be the final straw in our in the Chucky franchise, but it wasn't because then later it um it uh it went straight to you know DVD and everything like that. And then in 2018 is when the series had come out. Now, I didn't watch the series because, you know, like I said, I'd already checked out by then. Um, but uh, but something about that, something about that, that cult of Chucky film, they really were going sideways with it. And I think because of that, that's why they did this series and everything like that was going to be, you know, a little bit different. And uh, stuff like that. And I don't understand why they did that. You know, Colt, Colt should have picked up where Curse left off. It did, but it didn't go, it didn't end the way I thought it should have. And um, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that the, the uh, I don't think that the, the series, I see, I can't really say that now. I can't, I don't want to say the series didn't benefit from the film because I've never watched the series. From what I got from Cult of Chucky, they were trying to expand it a little bit more and bring back all the characters. Uh, Christine Eilis' character comes back, Kyle, from Child's Play 2, and uh, that was kind of cool to see. They bring back more characters that we've seen in the other films and stuff like that, and there's a lot of callbacks to the original Child's Play trilogy in Cult of Chucky, but overall the story is a little bit lackluster, and I don't think it was, I don't think it was really meant to end with a series. Like, I know that I know they try to do that with other films, like the Divergent series tried to do that, but the series never got made, um, and things like that. They tried to do that with The Shining, you know, they, they made the TV movies, The Exorcist made those TV movies, but I don't think it really works that way. If you're going to continue the story, just continue the story, but the movie's got to be good in order for you to continue the story. That's why a lot of these sequels don't get finished and everything like that. Like, case in point would be The, the Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield was okay as Peter Parker. It's just the rest of the movie around him was not all that great, which is why we never got a concluding chapter for the um, for the Amazing Spider-Man film series. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I initially thought that that was going to be the end of it, but then in 2018, they... In 2018, they really started to make those... Uh, they made the series. Like I said, I never watched it. I was never... A f I, I don't want to say I was never a fan of it. I just never really gave it a chance after that. Because in 2019, they rebooted it. Uh, that one... Uh, it's a remake of the first film. So, And this is the first Chucky series. Ooh, wait. It's the first Chucky film that does not have um, Don Mancini attached to it. like. But in the credits, they say based on the Child's Play film written by Don Mancini. That's the only nod he gets. It's based on his original story. The screenplay is written by um, Tyler Burton Smith, and the movie's directed by Lars Klebberg. Uh, uh, and the movie stars um, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Brian Tyree Henry, and then Mark Hamill is the voice of uh, Chucky. Mark Hamill's done some amazing voice work. He's the voice of the Joker in all of the Batman series, uh, the video games, the animated series, sometimes the movies as well. And then, uh, you know, he's done some live action stuff. Obviously, he's Luke Skywalker and uh, things like that. But his, per his voice for Chucky in this new reboot fit. Like, they rebooted it, I, although he doesn't really... He's nowhere near as frightening or intimidating as... 
uh, as Brad Dorif, but he's much more menacing, much more psychotic, much more darker and grim with it. You know, Mark Hamill understands that because Mark Hamill is an amazing voice actor. You know, he's done some, like I said, he was the Joker in all the animated series. He's done a lot of animated stuff with uh, Marvel and DC. He's even done some uh, um, other things that are out of the norm and stuff like that. Mark Hamill is, you know, everybody kind of, you knew who Mark Hamill was. And when they made that announcement, I, I was like, huh, I guess I'll wait and see. The movie was a little bit over the top. You know, it was an over-the-top remake, but then again, a lot of remakes are over-the-top because they try to distance themselves from the original film. When they do that, it's, it works to an extent, but sometimes it doesn't. Child's Play didn't work really at all. Mark Hamill was good. Aubrey Plaza was good in the film. You know, that's probably the only film that I can take her seriously in. She's usually the weird kind of uh, chick in some of the stuff that she does. It's kind of questionable. But this performance from her was actually pretty good. I bought her performance in this series. And so, you know, it was okay to say, it was okay for that film, but it wasn't all that great. You know, they tried to, it was a little bit over the top as far as the jump scares and the stuff that goes on with the killing. The story was good. You know, it's the same story from the original film, just told in a much more modern way. Chucky has a little, now, they gave Chucky a little bit too much power here. And what I mean by that is like, they, you know, He's just supposed to be a doll that inhabit. He's supposed to be a guy who inhabits the body of this doll to escape to cheat death. This film kind of doesn't follow that formula. It kind of gives him the idea that he's possessed through something else. There's a radio frequency stuff going on in there, and that's where I kind of that's where the movie kind of lost me. When you change, when you change the origin, it's got to at least make sense. This didn't really make sense really at all. So. You know, the movie kind of suffered for that. I don't know if they're going to make another one because shortly after the movie had come out, you know, we got hit with the 2020 pandemic, COVID-19 spread like a motherfucker. And, you know, a lot of these films were kind of put on the back burner. I don't know. As of right now, I do not know if they're going to make another one. I know for a fact that they are continuing the Chucky series with Don Mancini as the writer and director of that original timeline. But as far as the reboot is concerned, it's not all, it's not all, I don't think it's, I think we just got the re, the reboot was the only thing we're ever going to get. So that's probably how it's basically going to end. And that's probably where we're going to end our episode right there with the reboot of the, uh, the 2019 series. You know, overall, the movies started off pretty good. Like I said, Child's Play 1 and 2 were good. Child's Play 3, not so much. Child, Bride of Chucky was pretty good. Uh, Seed of Chucky was terrible. And Cult of Chucky was pretty good. Cult of Chucky was okay. Curse of Chucky was really good. It was a great way to re- you know to return to prominence. Like I said, I didn't watch the series. I'm I'm, I'm starting to watch it now, but it, we're about halfway through season two already. So I might have to backtrack a little bit and you know, kind of you know connect with that more. So we'll see what that is. Maybe I'll do an episode about uh, the Chucky series season one and two if I ever catch up on it. But Anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, This is the final episode in our Halloween special. It's been an amazing ride. A lot of horror movies. I might need some therapy after this. Too many horror films in one month. But, hey, that's what the spooky season's about. I hope you guys have an amazing, happy Halloween. Uh, Me and the kids just had uh, a lot of fun today. We did, you know, some stuff that was kind of cool. I hope you guys enjoyed your Halloween. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, all of the episodes that we had for the month of October. The Halloween special is always good. Um, 
this is the final episode in the uh the spooky halloween series but it's also the final episode in the uh season five of the madhouse if you like the episode be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, if you like, if you know, have you guys been watching the Chucky series? Are you a fan of Child's Play? What is your favorite film out of all the Chucky films? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter. The Madhouse 21. Be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. As for November, with the exception of the football episodes and, of course, the baseball episodes, those are all upcoming. Star Wars Andor is still continuing. Uh, Black Adam is up and running. If you guys have not seen that, check out my episode of that. I'm looking forward to doing uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, so be on the lookout for that. I might cover part one. I think the week before or the week of when Black Panther comes out, I'll probably cover the first Black Panther film. I know a lot of people didn't like my opinion about it when I posted when I posted it on Twitter, but um, I'm I'm a, it's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. But whatever the case may be, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, happy Halloween from all of us here at the Madhouse, and of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness. <laughs>